Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let me see it. It's, uh, it's in beta testing. Let me see it. Get the thing. Go. Lube it up. Kevin, start mopping. Uno, dos, tres. Uh... If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. B-I-G. What are you doing? It's nine o'clock. I feel like we owe it to Janine to shut down Halloween immediately. Janine is very scared. But what about the trick-or-treaters and their candy? Janine feels like them. This week's chump is my son's best friend, Tucker. If you're coming to someone's house for a sleepover, you don't get a nosebleed. That's all my stuff you bled on, Tucker. Is a Mexican guy? Oh, it seems mean. Is a black guy? It sounds racist. And now, this one is a bit needy, and that one's actually getting a little pudgy. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Monday morning, the 28th of October. <laughs> yeah, it is. Hey, kids. Hey. Hey, Hi. Bean. Hi. Why is why is California on fire? Why are there so many fires going on that I literally can't keep track of where everything's go- burning right now? I think it all comes down to the dryness and the wind. Mm-hmm. That's is the it, answer. Is it my imagination <laughs> or is it? Thank you, meteorologist. Well, I'm just saying. That I is answered it, your question. Is it my imagination or is it worse every year? More fires, longer season, more acreage burned. It every seems year. worse every mm-hmm. year. Yeah, definitely. I just know when I turned on KNX this morning, first thing, and the mayor was on at 4 o'clock in the morning, I thought, something's bad. Something bad's happening right now if the mayor's up at 4 o'clock in the morning on the radio, you know? And he was talking about this uh, this uh, Sepulveda 405 fire, the Getty fire, I guess they're calling it yep, right now, yeah. yep. which apparently is uh, is big, and a lot of people are very nervous about this. I mean, I will tell you, just how you know you're in Los Angeles is when the first thing you hear is that LeBron James had to evacuate, that you're going, oh, I didn't know it was that serious. <laughs> I didn't realize it affected the king. LeBron James. Exactly, yes. Now, Kevin, aren't you? Don't you uh, use that kind of that part of the four hundred five between the? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I did. So, yeah. what did you see this morning? Um, I mean, it was just you could see the fire, but the embers on the mountain, like the whole mountain, had already burned yeah. on the right side. So it, you know, you could see fire, and you could see a bunch of emergency vehicles and stuff like that. But for the most part, yeah, that one kicked off supposedly around one thirty this yeah. morning. So mm-hmm. by the time you drove by, uh yikes. Yeah. It's been going on for a while. I mean, it isn't ideal. No. They, um, but that part of the 405 is still open, though, right? Yeah, it was when I came through. It's oh. just like a business as usual. Yeah. Well, first I smelled. I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Hard to imagine. First I smelled it. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this. Uh, so that meant you dealt it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because oh. He, he is an arson. <laughs> You're five. <laughs> Put in the file. 
Um, so then I turned on KNX and I heard the mayor and I was like, something's really wrong if he's on the air right now. <laughs> You're just repeating Bean <laughs> at this point. No, These are though. not your thoughts. Not your story at all. <laughs> but I heard, it, you didn't see any of this, I'm sure you would have mentioned, but I heard that there were people who were stopping, like on the freeway or on the side of the freeway, to get out and take pictures of the fire. Oh, hell yeah, man. You got to do it for the gram. I know, but how dumb is that? I didn't see anyone stopped. I mean, I took a quick video. <laughs> Well, I just want to say for the record, I don't like it. Oh, you're you, like it. So you're against who do people we tell? losing their homes? Uh, yes, I'm, okay. I'm, just, I'm against all these fires. Just in general, they're just they're terrifying. Yeah, they're just they're tough. so scary. Okay, and that then is, you hear uh, all, then you hear all these people that are like, oh yeah, we had to leave our home. Mm-hmm. That just is crazy. And schools are shut down up there. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully it doesn't. It, do we know if it's going to affect the Getty at all with all their art? And Don't stuff? know. I mean, it sounds like it's fa- fairly close. It is right you there. Know, you know, I mean, they're so. calling, they're it, calling the it the Getty fire. fire. Yeah, fire. Right. So <laughs> it's not affecting. The, it's actually miles away from the Getty. <laughs> it would be ironic. Good, it's just a good name. <laughs> oh, I'm dying again. Oh, no. It's actually. <laughs> Whoa! Oh my okay. god! Oh, I just coughed up a lung. If That's... only there was a way not to hear that. Look, look. Uh, I, I'm I turn, just saying. If I turn the mic off every time I had to cough these and The days, other mics are still on. Okay, and sorry. And we'd get the black death. I'm he, sorry. Um, he did say before we went on that this is the sickest he's mm-hmm. been on the Kevin and Bean show, which oh, yeah. puts him at 30 years. This is the yeah. sickest. Yes. Wow. It is true. It is, yeah. li- it is lingering, too. I don't. I don't like it. I have, I have a theory. Oh, you don't like that? Yes. Either? Okay. Mm-hmm. Please. Um, you had the flu. Or some sort of really bad cold. Okay. Then you kept pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. Then you traveled. Uh You've just been doing everything to not get better. Right. It has now moved into bronchitis, and you have walking pneumonia. Good night, everybody. I'm a doctor. Wow. Do Mm -hmm. I also have the boogie-woogie flu? It's, Seriously, I twice? Say, I didn't say rock and pneumonia, you <laughs> dick. I just Sorry. said pneumonia. All right. So twice in like five minutes. <laughs> I can't. So, Dr. McKay, what's, yes. my, next, what's my next move uh, then? If we're we're going to start you on a round of antibiotics. I am upset that you thought you would take antibiotics at the beginning uh-huh. because now the antibiotics I am going to prescribe to you okay. are not going to be as useful to you because you've already lowered your tolerance. Dead man walking. That's Dead what man I'm saying. walking. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Can you make yeah. it till breakfast with Green Day, do you think, Bean? I hope so. Yeah. Uh, it's I today. Would, I mean, it is Kevin Bean's last breakfast, so. Literally. I mean, that would really be <laughs> sort of funny. I mean, honestly, if you just put my body up on the stage, you know, it's just. Prop him up. Weekend like Bernie style. Yeah. It would just be, Why is be, he laying on Billy Joe? <laughs> this is so weird. It'd be a combination breakfast with Green Day and Bean Wake. <laughs> oh. so, would that be something? Kevin it Bean's last would. breakfast. And at, and at 7.59, I just die. Hmm. You guys are still going on with the show, though, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, don't be ridiculous. Go on. Yeah, we've okay. got a lot to do today. <laughs> All right. Um, I have a very quick story. Let me do the thing real fast, just because I just find this fascinating. I have time, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. On Tuesday, the University of Oxford Student Union voted in favor of silent applause. Instead of clapping, yelling, or other noises, audiences will now show their support with jazz hands. Yeah! I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought this was fake. When I when this I read it, I'm like, that's fake. It can't it, be real. I'm it with her. Is real. According to the Oxford student newspaper, noises like whooping and clapping are argued to present an access issue for some disabled students who have anxiety disorders, sensory sensitivity, and those who use hearing impairment aids. So the idea of this is 
to just make it more comfortable for people who are jarred by or upset by loud noises. I understand what they're doing. How many people in an auditorium of a thousand people say, do you think are sensitive to clapping? To make I don't know to, to have many, nobody clap. I'd assume not a ton. Jazz hands, you guys. Yeah. What about the people like me? Let's mm-hmm. do that on the show today. If we're excited sensitive. about something, we'll just jazz hands it. <laughs> I'm, no, don't, because I am sensitive to jazz hands. Oh. You do jazz hands around me, and I just start thinking about all the classes I had, oh. how much I hated the jazz portion sure. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so that so, would upset you. So yes. now what do we do? So jazz hands triggers you. Yes. So don't do that. Don't do it. What do we do if we Maybe want just a, a head nod, like a quick a head like nod. A, I hear you. One, <laughs> okay. just one though. But what if, one? if it's hilarious? Maybe you get a second one. Two yeah. quickies. But here's the thing. For people on, like, stages that are performing, that type of thing, they then get nothing back from the audience. That's the feedback is the applause. Absolutely. This is – I'm thinking this has so many repercussions. Uh, Well, your boy. I'm your boy. Uh Uh, I spoke at the Oxford Student Union in which now Jazz Hands uh, is the uh, preferred way. Uh, I didn't want to be interrupted when I spoke there, so I feel like this could be a win. There wasn't Somebody a lot of applause for your speech. Oh, come on. There was applause. There was applause. <laughs> anyway. Somebody was sad by the silence. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm, uh, I am not politically correct enough to know whether this is a good move or a bad move, but I thought it was worth mentioning because can you imagine a world where you go to the Rams game and there's a touchdown and everybody's just like shaking their little fingers in the stadium? <laughs> Honestly, you just sold me on it. Now we're into it. Okay. All right. Let's talk about today's Kevin to Shall we? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Like okay. that. This is so gross. <laughs> right. Are you? Ah! Oh, no, no, oh, no. No, 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 no. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, Kevin and Bean's last breakfast with Green Day. I put the emphasis on last. Mm-hmm. As for one of us, you know, mm-hmm. R.I.P. Bean. Literally. Uh, at 7.15, we've got all the details for the K-Rock Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas. Woo-hoo! Big day. And yeah. we have, because it's Monday, we have great news as well. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Good morning, Allie. Good morning, Bean. What's happening? Well, I know you didn't see any movies this weekend. I was going to go see Downton Abbey, but mm-hmm. I didn't no. get to it. Right. Oh, tell us again how you're going to, though. Uh, but I am. I'm gonna, yeah. absolutely going to see Excellent. it. Excellent. No, you'll I you'll haven't see it time yet. when it's on your television yeah. mm-hmm. is when you'll see I it. I mean, that is the best way to see it, yeah. but still. <laughs> so everybody knows that's the best oh, yeah. way to watch a movie. When they're making them, they're yeah. like, I hope someone sees this on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I know maybe when... just my phone. Maybe I'll just watch it on my maybe phone. Maybe even your Apple Even watch. better. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> when they made Dunkirk, they're like, please watch this on a plane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just what happens. So uh, here's a little box office for you. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker edged out Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, at the box office this weekend. Just by a smidge, though. Joker, $18.9 million. Angelina Jolie's movie, $18.5 million. Very close. By the way, Joker has become the top-grossing R-rated film of all time. Jeez. Mm, wow. And has topped the box office for four weeks now. I beat Deadpool? Yep. Just past Deadpool. Wow. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, coming in at number three, The Addams Family, followed by Zombieland Double Tap, and rounding out the top five. Very close, but it wound up going to a movie called Countdown. That's, Countdown. Countdown. That's real? Countdown. What, and that's the one where the 
that where they're just like, hey, Five, can you count backwards? Four. Yeah, and people Plus. are like, I can't. And people are like, let me teach you. And then they have this whole class where they teach people that how to count backwards. And it's is this a kind of uh, awesome. is this a Jesus movie? I have no idea. Uh, let's count it down. Nope. <laughs> 20, 19, 16, 17, uh, 9, what? 12, nope. 10, 4, 14. Happy New Year! 7, okay, 6, what? Hold on. 8, 11, 11, 18, 5, 3, 2, 20. Happy New Year! Oh. Sounds like uh, a oh, it's very, very confusing movie. Oh, it's a little different. I'm sorry. I was thinking of Countdown 2. Oh. Uh, this is uh, when a nurse downloads an app that claims to predict exactly when a person is going to die. It tells her she only has three days to live. Oh, With time cool. ticking away and a figure haunting her, she must find a way to save her life before time runs out. Don't, so a, don't download apps is what this movie mm, is telling me. Yeah, no kidding. So it's a low, uh, probably a low-budget, no-star Halloween movie. So that's pretty impressive to be top five. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes ranking, 26%. Oh, right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you fine. miss it, Kevin? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, a lot of stuff happened Friday. Felicity Huffman was released from federal prison after serving less than two weeks behind bars for her role in the massive college admission scandal. The former Desperate Housewife star reported to the Federal Correctional Institution in Dublin, California, to begin her 14-day prison sentence on October 15th. But she got out early thanks to a policy stating that inmates whose release date falls on a Saturday, Sunday, or legal holidays are let out early. So she was supposed to be let out Sunday. They're like, we can't have that. Let her out Friday. She did her time. Canceled. I just, with... I mean. Right? Okay. What you just said. I mean. Uh, Kanye West finally dropped his ninth studio album, Jesus is King, on Friday. So good. Who's with me? I don't think a lot of people. uh, Right, not good. Fans left feeling pretty unsatisfied. Closed on Sunday. You my Chick-fil-A. You're my number one. With the lemonade. How can you say people didn't love Wait, it, Allie? That's Hold on. a real lyric. Closed on Sunday, you my Chick-fil-A. That's the bippity boop thing, right? Where he's just talking nonsense? With the lemonade. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, I don't want to say, I told you so, but this album sucks. Yeah, it's not. It's okay. not good. But and you I feel like it's in your, so. oh, right. your yeah. wheelhouse, though. It's <laughs> only 27 minutes? Yeah, that was okay. that what? was enticing. But just because it's short doesn't mean I have to put up with bad stuff. That's what people say about me. <laughs> uh, 11 tracks, 27 minutes. People thought these are more demos than actual finished projects. Yeah, they don't sound done, even. It's very yeah. Not, uh, and he's hmm. a producer, right? Yeah. yeah. It's odd. Sources close to Wes claim he will never perform his old hits again in their original form. Then Wes later clarified in an interview that all of his past songs with any controversial lyrics will be updated with more family-friendly references. So, That's what everybody said. Yeah. If all you're doing is this new album, I'm not coming to yeah. see you live. I did um, laugh pretty hard at a tweet that I saw Friday that said, Jesus is King is the second worst thing to ever happen to Jesus. <laughs> I mean. Uh, jazz hands, was, please. He was oh, crucified. Oh, sorry, 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 is sorry. what that, that's a joke about crucifixion. I, I mean, I think people got yeah, it. I think it. A lot of people go. may not know okay. about Jesus. And that's why I'm here. Okay. All my years of Catholic school, my goal has been to teach the listeners about God. 
Jensen? Yes. Does uh, Kanye West still owe you three hundred dollars? He does, technically. Yeah. I mean, I'm never getting it. If yeah. Not, not if this not. album is any. No. <laughs> no. Ooh. I mean, he's like a billionaire from shoes. Yes. I just think it's so strange that people are like, "Yeah, that gospel dude, love his shoes." Like yeah. it's it's. I mean, I. It's a weird word. We never saw it, Kirk yeah. Franklin he, making Nikes. He did his uh, Sunday you. service um, stomp. I love Kirk Franklin. <laughs> um, he did his Sunday service at the Forum, and my friend went and was just taking video of people's shoes. They were all Yeezys. Yeah. Every single person there, I was like, oh, my, oh my God, look at all these white people that's where you get going them. to see yeah. Kanye wearing their Yeezys. Like, you, that's your audience. It's and got a Heaven's Gate vibe to it, man. Yeah, a little culty. Yeah. little culty. Yeah. Good times, everybody. That's what I'm saying. Got a lot of birthdays, a lot of good people, you guys. Bill Gates, what would we do without him, right? All founding Microsoft and stuff. Mm-hmm. That is right. <laughs> there you go. Julia Roberts. Hello. I watched Notting Hill last night. Okay. These are good stories. Andy Richter. He sits next to Conan O'Brien. Luck out. Joaquin Phoenix. Caitlyn Jenner. Justin Guarini. I mean, he is now selling me Diet Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that about him. Brad Paisley, country singer. And one of the Doctor Who's. Which one? Who? Matt Smith, I had um, a lot of sleep last night. Oh, no. And oh, no. I just want to oh, warn you all of no. that. And that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Thank you to everybody who came out to the K-Rock Halloween Costume Ball on Saturday night. Blink-182, of course, was performing live. Did you see them in their Joker makeup? Yeah, yes. so good. Yeah. They looked fantastic. All so good. Mm-hmm. People loved them. It was really, really fun. And congratulations to, uh, I never heard who won the big uh, costume contest, but congratulations to the big winner for that as well. Right. Rosie from the Jetsons, baby. Really? Yeah. Sweet. Hey, um, <laughs> do I don't know what those do ones are. Who was under the costume? <laughs> no idea. Could it have been like Coney or something? Somebody. Or like Harvey but... Weinstein? <laughs> Could have been. Okay. K-Rock, uh, almost Christmas, uh, absolute almost Christmas night number one details coming up in about 45 minutes or so here on K-Rock. Breakfast with Green Day at 8 a.m. Right now. Your Afro calls are on the air at 323-520-AFRO. It's our 24-7 voicemail. You call us, leave a message anytime. So when are we all going to just admit it? When are we going to admit that Beer Mug's mom has been right oh. all along? No! Beer Mug's mom knows more about the Dodgers than the city of Los Angeles. She's not a bad luck charm. She just states facts. Yeah, I no. mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Maybe, maybe he is, She remains though. undefeated. That's uh, tough to tough to argue. Yeah. Hey, guys. I'm a podcast listener. I was just listening to your segment on irrational fears. Mm-hmm. And my fear is that my Postmates delivery guy is going to bring my food to the front door. And when I open the door, he's going to rush in to my house and murder me. Mm -hmm. So I carry my pepper spray in my pocket anytime I'm getting a Postmates (laughs) delivery. Allie, do you have the same fear? I do. Absolutely do. You make him like, put put my food on the sidewalk and back away. You leave it there, sir. (laughs) And then I've got my knife next to me. But yeah, that's that's a fear. That's, it's legit. Well, I don't know if it's happened or anything yet or... I mean, don't be... I mean, fingers crossed? <laughs> what, what are you saying? Well, I'm saying it's not like it's... Well, I haven't heard about, like, a killing spree from a Postmates of guy. Of course you haven't, because he's still at it. Right, okay. All right, Bean, you want to handle the next one, or you want me to? I know I'm asking you blindly, but... I mean, I, I don't know what the topic is. You go ahead. <laughs> Take it away. Okay. It's Halloween. 
<laughs> I was working in the lab late one night. <laughs> Gotta do it. You have to. Um, Jensen was talking about how is it possible that he gets food delivered and the food delivery guy never shows up on his ring. Ghost. Mm. Yeah. He's a ghost. Hey, Jensen. Uh, podcast listener here. I was just listening to the mystery of how your food is being delivered without uh, you knowing. Well, isn't it obvious? The food's coming from inside the house! Get out! It's <laughs> a great delivery. It's very good. But at least you don't have to worry about getting murdered if your food is just left on your doorstep. That's true. That I is mean, true. Irrational fears. Uh, Bean is a stickler for details, and so he's probably not going to love this. Just wanted to let Bean know if he leaves November 7th, that means he would not have been on the Kevin Bean show for 30 years. It have only been 29 years, 11 and a half months since the show premiered New Year's Eve 1989. So, put that in your Asperger's pipe and smoke it. (laughs) You have an Asperger's pipe? I don't. I appreciate the math, but frankly, I don't care. (laughs) Close enough? Close enough. Hey, guys. Every year, I look forward to the Amazon Wheel of Gift Cards that being like to give out. That's right. We put a mount oh. on the wheel. We spin mm-hmm. it. Got to him next week. Right. It has cost me thousands of dollars over the years. It's not as much fun for me as it is for you. To everyone on the Kerox staff. And now that he's a lying liar who lies, it seems like that's not going to happen. Uh, but I don't think that's right. We should move that up uh, maybe sometime uh, at the end of October. Come on. Thousands. Thousand, thousand, thousand. I'm with them. Yeah, he's right. He's right. Um, you know me. I don't like to celebrate anything Christmas related until we get to the 24th of December. Oh, that's no. all you. I'm sorry. That's, that's me. <laughs> I'd like to keep the season uh, when, when it's appropriate. You can't so, even say it because it's so such it's, a lie. It's, <laughs> it's, way too, it's way too early to be talking about Christmas stuff. I'm sorry. We're going to have to pass on your otherwise excellent suggestion, sir. What about suggestions for the new year? So for the first breakfast with after Bean leaves, would it be possible to do Gordon Lightfoot <gasps> and maybe Weird Al? How amazing. dare you? What a sick burn, though. Right? right? The sickest. We don't even like Gordon Lightfoot or that song. We're like, hey, yeah. man, welcome to breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a listener that I think is going to miss you. Hey there, Bean. What's it like in London City? We're going to miss the poop out of you. Don't get bit by a kitty. Yeah, it's true. Don't try to save any more birds there, because no one cares. We're gonna miss the shit out of you, because you're my boy and my baby boo. Hmm. Oh, Bean Baxter is true. Uh Oh, Oh, yeah, we miss you. Losing it. R.I.P., boy. <laughs> that was I mean, a pretty I, peppy. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yes. I, I appreciate the effort, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made another effort. Hi, uh, this message is for Bean. Just wanted to give you my well wishes and you and all your future endeavors. I'm going to miss listening to your voice. Um, you know, recently on the podcast, I've stopped, started playing it at half speed just so I can have you around a little longer in my ear hole. I'm sorry. Oh, this is really hard for me. I'm just I'm trying not to cry and not to think about it. But every time I not try not to think about it, something happens and makes me remind me of you. Okay. Like a bug hit my windshield and okay. splatter in the shape of a bee. <laughs> 
What, what is happening here? Is happening? What is I'm, giving, happening? I'm giving that guy your home address. Part two. Hey, right, just calling again. Give my well wishes to Bean. Okay. Um, still miss you. Um, you know, I can't just go on without you, without thinking about you. I went to lunch. And, you know, I went to grab a burrito, and then the lady asked me if I wanted arroz and frijoles. It's a, uh, it's a tough time for all of us, I guess. Oh, no. You back again? I was at Costco, and something made me think of being again. I was getting some free samples, but they were sampling lightly salted harvest snaps, green beans. I get it. You're going to be okay, sir. The baby touch my pee. You're gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a awful sample, right? Right? That's Green beans, Costco. <laughs> that, guy, that guy has a job. <laughs> <laughs> three two three five two zero AFRO. Twenty four hours a day. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Moments away from uh, the night number one announcement for the K-Rock Absolute Almost to Christmas. I think you will be delighted. Don't forget Breakfast with Green Day at 8 a.m. So that's less than an hour away. This is a lot of show, you guys. Yeah, too much, some would say. Yeah, we still have time because it's Monday to bring you a little great news. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that. know how easy it is to get stressed out by the news, particularly with all the fires going on in Northern and Southern California right now. So every once in a while, it's nice to just spend five minutes just looking at people doing good things for other people. This story is from Milwaukee. This is a police officer named Kevin Zimmerman, and he pulls over a woman named Lachey Jackson a couple of weeks ago and notices that she has her daughters in the back seat, but not in car seats. They're very young and they should be in car seats and they are not. Uh, usually a story that involves a white guy named Zimmerman involving uh, a, a black person does <laughs> yeah. not end well. This one, I think, comes out a little differently. Check it out. That's my cue to hit this button. And go. A big pet peeve of mine is little ones that are not in a car seat. Officer Kevin Zimmerman has been with the Milwaukee Police Department for about 12 years. He took the oath to protect and serve. And he took the word protect to another level this weekend when he noticed on a routine traffic stop, three kids weren't in car seats. She said, can't afford them at this time. With bills coming up and the winter coming up, I got to get coats and boots and shoes and stuff. So it was kind of hard for me. So Officer Zimmerman took matters into his own hands and bought two car seats for her younger children at a nearby Walmart for about 75 bucks. But it didn't stop there. Not only did he give us the car seats, he actually put them in for me. I didn't do this to be praised or dad or boy or anything like that. I did it because I'm a parent and I didn't want nothing to happen to these kids. He is awesome. I really love him. I really appreciate everything he did for us. So here's a police officer yeah. who, instead of writing a ticket to the lady, goes to Walmart. We don't know. Did he write a ticket afterwards? No, no ticket. But still, here's your ticket. 
bought. And I no. noticed uh, three kids needed car seats. He only but bought two because uh, the other one was older. The old, the three, none of the three were strapped in. But I think only two of them actually I mean, needed car he, seats. He hated one of the he kids. Did I don't not think that, like. One I don't of the think kids. that's the. He case. said that later in the interview. I don't like yeah, one I of heard them. It. I didn't hear that. Okay. But he, uh, he, and then he goes to the lady's house, by the way, after his shift and installs oh. the car seats for her. No, Callie, yeah. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking he was just hitting on her. That's not the case here. There's no evidence of that being the case here. Okay, that's not where this is going yes. at all, you guys. He's just a man who believes in doing the right thing even when no one is looking, is that's what he nice. said. Which I think is a sweet story. And I love to yes. bring up stories where police officers do great things for people because particularly when you have a situation like this with a white cop and a, and a, a female black driver, a lot of times it doesn't go well. You know what I mean? Those are the news stories we hear about all the time. This is one that went the complete opposite way. And I just love this story. It's so heartwarming. So there you go. Congratulations to uh, Kevin Zimmerman of the Milwaukee Police Department. You are a hero, my friend. And that's my great news. Mine is about baseball. Oh. What? What are the chances of that? Uh, zero. Arlington, Virginia, school crossing guard who loves the Washington Nationals, surprised by World Series tickets from students. Wow. This guy is named uh, Jeff Koval, and he lives. Uh, he's been a Washington National fan his whole life. He said he planned to buy to try to buy tickets on his own, but they were about fifteen hundred bucks each, and he couldn't afford that. So for a week, he made this joking sign that said, "Need World Series tickets? One or two? For one game only? Prefer face value? Bucket list? Mister Jeff Crossing Guard." So he was just kind of being funny mm-hmm. with the kids. All the kids saw that, and a lot of the parents and, and over 60 families got together and raised money in about a week to actually buy him two tickets to a World Series game. Wow. And all of these kids and the moms just came walking toward him. He's just standing there doing his job, holding the sign that says stop and go. And they walk up and they go, here, you need some tickets to the World Series. And he was blown away. Aww. And he got to go see the Nationals in the World Series. Did they Did, win? They lost 8-1. to okay. One. So um, it's not a great story. <laughs> <laughs> if, if he had gone to last night's game, he right? could have seen the Flashers. And yeah, the Flashers are my great news. That would have been the way to go, man. That's the, that's the game to be at. Uh, it is, uh, it's uh, not looking good for Nationals fans right now. But he got to see his team. But he got to see his team. That's very sweet. Do you think maybe he's the reason they're losing? I hope not. I mean, just asking. He's the curse. (laughs) Guys, do you ever think about maybe the one that got away and you think, oh, what are they doing right now? Do they even think about me? No. No? Okay, cool. Um, Then this won't be great uh, for you guys. But for everyone else out there listening that might have someone in your past that you're like, wonder what they're up to. This story begins in the fall of 1955. Annette Callahan and Bob Harvey met during study hall. And the pair of smitten high school students went to prom together and fell in love. But then, life got in the way. After high school, they lost touch. Each got married and had a family. But Bob never stopped thinking about Annette. In July, he Googled her and learned that, like him, she'd been widowed. The now 80-year-olds reconnected on the phone, and Annette invited Bob for a visit. She opened the door and my heart jumped out. I walked over, I handed her some flowers, I took her face in my hands, and I said, you're beautiful, I love you, and I'm going to kiss you whether you like it or not. (laughs) And it was 1956 all over again. My heart was just pounding. (laughs) We were there as the couple made their love official. 
I mean, that's when I stopped watching the story because I was oh. like, Inside Edition, that is, that what are you is doing? a lot. That's too much info. They but were there as the couple made love. That's is that what, what I'm said? saying as they made their love official. Apparently, they meant got married, but I was like, Ew, what is and happening by, and by, on the, by the way, edition? are we down with I'm going to kiss her whether she wants me no, to or not? Are we that down with is that? A man that it's a sweet old lady was you're thinking about in. 1956. Yeah. Uh huh. Where you can just force yourself on a woman no, and it's all I don't good. Believe, you're trying to make this story bad, aren't you? It sounds like. Well, their complicated love story took decades to complete, but they're now married. They got married at a little 50s diner, and they're just the cutest little couple you've ever seen. I mean, he tracked her down after 63 years, you guys. First of all, that old dude knows how to Google. Right. Which is mm-hmm. impressive. And she had recently gotten a bunch of film developed that she found in a super old camera. And it was pictures from their prom. So it seemed like all of wow. it was meant to happen. And I just think, if you're thinking about that person, why not Google them, right? I Googled so many you dudes did. this weekend. <laughs> Too much. Yeah. <laughs> Not of you don't look real happy in, uh, in your current situations, but, you know, <laughs> suckers. That's my great news. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Whatever happened to that guy? Mm, right. Uh, Beck is around and making some of the best music of his career and putting on some of the best shows of his life right now. Beck is everything right now. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> um, am I being too hopeful to be hearing Beck on the radio right now just ahead of the big announcement for the K-Rock Absolute Almost Whoa. Christmas? Whoa. I'm just saying, could I put two and two together and make it so? Fingers crossed. I'm going to say I hope so. Let's find out. <laughs> Santa's coming to town. K-Rock Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas 2019. Night one, Saturday, December 7th, Honda Center in Anaheim. Please welcome my dear friend, Beck. Please welcome Beck. Beck. Cage the elephant. You know there ain't no rest for the wicked. I'm ready to let go. Tell me in the bathroom. Tell me when it's over. What's up, everybody? How you doing? If you're the sadness, whoa. Jimmy Eat World. Just take some time, little girl. And I'm gonna walk the walk, 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 Christmas 
head and the heart. Catfish and the bottlenecks. I mean, technically, I don't think we were supposed to play Beck before the announcement. Oh, oh okay. What about uh, Young the Giant? Were we supposed <laughs> to play them before oh, Beck? Technically, no. Oh, okay, all right. Now we're going to start playing the bands that are okay. going to play. Oh, all right. Yes, that's some mistakes. sort of how we... Do it n- mm-hmm. normally. Sure. Those uh, those bands include Beck, Cage the Elephant, Jimmy Eat World, Young the Giant, Angels at Airwaves, Cold War Kids, The Head and the Heart, and Catfish Head and the Bottom. And tickets are going on sale this Friday morning. That's November 1st, by the way, at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. By the way, uh, prices range from as low as 59 bucks oh. to see Acoustic Christmas Night Number 1. That's amazing these days. Uh, in we case need you to want... talk to somebody about that. That's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, maybe we raise them by the first... Yeah, it does. It does seem like we're we're selling selling cheap and stacking them deep. Um, we are gonna, there is going to be a night two announcement, by the way, which is coming next Monday. So we're doing these a week apart. So that those are the details for the Carrick Absolute Almost Christmas Night Number One, which again is going to be Saturday, December seventh, at the Honda Center in Anaheim. Want to hear it one more time? It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock KROQ. Just announced details for night number one of a K-Rock Absolute Almost Christmas going down to December the 7th at the Honda Center in Anaheim. Tickets are on sale this Friday morning at 10. You can get all the details at krock.com. Hey, um, Jensen. Yeah. You had a lot of Kanye in your weekend. Uh, So, yes, the album Jesus is King was finally released. We have been waiting for that here on the show. And when you get a new Kanye album, kind of the best part about it is that you get a bunch of Kanye interviews. Yeah, that's true. And uh, the one that was really hyped up was with Zane Lowe over at Beats. Did they do it at a Chick-fil-A? No, no, just out in the wilderness, out in Wyoming. Uh, out in Wyoming. That's a drop from the song. No. Which, yeah, I also have it on my machine, Bean. Uh, just, that's how good it is. Uh, okay, so listen, y- you got one at Big Boy's Neighborhood. You got one all these different places that did interviews with Kanye West. But to me, the Zane Lowe one is the craziest. It's like an hour and a half in Wyoming. They sit down and talk to him about it, the changes in his career. Because as you know, this Jesus is King record is a gospel album. Yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me stop you right there and ask this question. Because we have been in this uncomfortable position many times where we are interviewing somebody about a project that they are in to promote, but we have seen or heard it, and it is awful. Mm-hmm. How d- does Zane have to deal with that? Has he heard the album at the time he's doing the interview? At that point, they listened to it like a quarter way into the interview. Oh, oh. so with Kanye? Yes. Yeah. So, so at first he, he sort of so like he had yeah. to pretend to like it in front of Kanye. Right. He was like, this is banging, this is banging. And he had to do it right in front of him. And we all know he's lying. Because <laughs> it's not good. It doesn't sound finished. It's not banging. It's, it's yeah, not. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty half-baked. Yes. Uh, but for those who didn't get to hear it at all this weekend, we heard a little earlier when Bean played it. Here's a snippet. Close on Sunday, you my Chick-fil-A, close on Sunday, you my Chick-fil-A, hold the selfies, put the gram away, get your family, 
But when does he release the real album? <laughs> I do like y'all get your family, hold hands and pray. Like it's almost like you went to a rap concert and a, like a pastor stood up or like a like a youth pastor. Like let's do but this a super for Jesus. Boring one. Yeah, it's not <laughs> it's not great. So the interview starts uh, with some explanation about Kanye's Wyoming house, right? So he moved from LA out to Wyoming, middle of nowhere. He was looking for a place over 500 acres to build what he calls the Yeezy campus. Okay. Uh, so uh, this is one of the reasons he moved out of Calabasas because they wouldn't let him do it. So here's a clip talking about Calabasas and the domes. I was in California building my domes mm. and they said my dome was 10 feet too high. <laughs> right. Then they tore it down. That kind of semantic. But think about what they're saying. Mm. Kanye, your dome is mm. too high. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he means his head, his brain. <laughs> oh my it's God. too expansive. <laughs> you not- can't keep a brain that expansive. You need to knock it down because he space. has more truth uh, that we're just not seeing. Mm-hmm. Too much truth, yeah. He wasn't. He didn't understand that it was just a building code he was violating. Yeah, right? he no, needed no, no. permits. He believed- he didn't have any permits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Believed just needs a permit guy, that's all. Beyond his dome. Uh, okay, so another thing that he brings up in the Zane Lowe interview is that he had to deal with porn addiction. Okay. So he found himself on the internet and such, and he has his reason as to how that started. Like, for me, Playboy was my gateway into full-on pornography addiction. My dad had a Playboy left out at age five, and it's affected almost every choice Mm. I made for the rest of my life Mm. from age five to now having to kick the habit. Does he have to talk that slow? Uh, By the way, I cut some of the breaks. What? Yeah, no, that's For time? Yes, I had to. Purely out of like people will think the radio broke. Wow. Like it's, he he takes so much time in between words and answering questions. But do you think that you could get a porn addiction by seeing a magazine at five years old? I don't think at five years old. No, I mean, that's odd. I don't know the Plus, answer. Is he going to get a divorce now? I I don't know the answer. I mean, he's because he's married to a porn yeah. star. Yeah, that would be part of an issue. Uh, okay, is this process any different for recording now that you're Christian? That seems like a pretty important question. Like, are you going to make different music? Are you are you going to be like have to like deal with people differently? The answer is bonkos. You know, there was times where I was asking people to fast during the album. Mm. I was asking people to. This is going to be radical, what I'm about to say. I know this is, we, we can look at it to edit. There's times where I was asking people to not have premarital sex while they were working on the album. Mm-hmm. I know that's one with the shade room. Be like, what you mean? Don't have premarital sex. You better turn that Meg Thee Stallion on right now. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I love Zayn Lowe because he says, I ask people to not have premarital sex uh, while they're working on the album. And he goes, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, perfectly normal. Perfectly okay. normal. No reaction. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine working with 2 Chains being like 2 Chains? Seriously. No. Very excited for you to have uh, to come out here to Wyoming to work on this album, but I need you to completely abstain from sexual activity from anyone you meet out here while you're a rapper. Like, it's not hard enough to get people to come to Wyoming to do the job. I don't understand it. And he, you know, he, again... Uh, pledges his allegiance to Donald Trump, which is obviously very rare in the rap world. So he talks about how liberals and conservatives and what his Trump allegiance is like. Uh, and he makes quite a claim in this clip. Liberals love art, mm-hmm. right? And now I am unquestionably, undoubtedly the greatest human artist of all time. Mm. 
It's just not even a question anymore at this point. It's just a fact, right? So for the greatest artists in human existence to put a red hat on was like God's oh. practical joke right. on all liberals. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. And, and that's why it hurt. Not Kanye. And that's why it hurt so much. Okay. And by the way, and, yeah. in all fairness, wow. Kanye West gets it. But did Just he do it? Did he do it for the shock value, or did he do it because he believes in no. what the president stands for? Throughout the whole time, he calls himself a black Republican. He, he keeps saying that's a Christian black Republican. So, it's but not, then, then, then don't call it a liberal practical joke. Then it definitely doesn't seem doesn't that way. Make it, it doesn't track. Well, you might be asking, what happens to all the Kanye West songs about you know the terrible sex stuff you've talked about in the past? What happens? And he answers that. What happens mm-hmm. to those? Sure. But what happens to those from your perspective? (laughs) And thank you for that. And we will. But what happens to those? I'm I'm going back. Y'all about to get the George Lucas version. Right, right, right. When he added all the robots. (laughs) It's going to be like, you're such a lovely God. I love you. It's like when George Lucas took the old songs. Right. I mean, the old clips. There's a church in the wild. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I miss the old Kanye. Me too. I mean... We're never getting him back. No. There's not a question. Uh, He struggles with why he wasn't hired at Louis Vuitton. That seems to be about 40% of this interview, why he was passed on for his friend Virgil. Uh, But he says God has a different message for him. And God is like, because I need you to work for me. This is what Sway was talking about. And now, I used to say how, Sway. Now I can say now, Sway. Oh, God. Now, Sway. No. No. Can that stop? Now, Sway. Oh. Uh, last clip. Uh, Zane Lowe asked, is, mu- is music still fun for you? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that seems like a thing. So let's listen. Mm, that's a good question. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I quite enjoy the sound of my own voice. Really? And really? Apparently, by the streams, billions of other people do also. <laughs> Wow. Kanye likes Kanye. No one likes Kanye more than Kanye, but there's no one in the world uh, who, who, who would... In- now, see- Sway. Oh, yeah, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> who would see, hear this interview and think he's totally sane? But yes, go ahead. Enjoy your Jesus music. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Let me tell you, if you've ever had the opportunity to see Jimmy Eat World live, you have been missing out. They are so fun in concert. And you'll be seeing them on the stage December 7th at the Honda in uh, Anaheim, along with Beck and Cage the Elephant, Young the Giant, Angels and Airwaves, Cold War Kids, The Head and the Heart, and Catfish in the Bottom. And that's night number one of the K-Rock Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas. We just announced this about 30 minutes ago. So you uh, you haven't missed your opportunity to buy those tickets. That'll be Friday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. Get all the details at krock.com. Kevin and B's last breakfast Yep. with Green Day. That's <gasps> happening next. Coming up just after 8. Very excited. Allie, we need you in the audience. Okay. You, are Get, you, you're, she's going to be in charge of questions? She's in charge of questions. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Sounds good to me. Yeah. That'll be fun. Um, so that'll be coming up right after this look at what's happening here on K-Rock. So last hour, we talked about that rare Star Wars figure that's expected to fetch about half a million dollars at auction, which is just bonkers. And we had talked about Kurt Cobain's famed green cardigan that was going to be up for auction. Mm-hmm. It went down on Saturday. Now, you'll remember this was the green cardigan that um, he wore during the MTV Unplugged concert. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like an olive green color. It's got cigarette burns in it. They haven't washed it. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? They haven't washed it. It's imperative that it wasn't That's washed. That's a big deal, like, yeah. It's a big, big deal. Really? Like, it wouldn't have got as much money if Mm-mm. it no. had Mm-mm. been washed? No, because it still smells like Kurt. 
The sweater was accompanied like with a ass. handwritten letter um, from Jackie Ferry, Francis Bean Cobain's nanny and a close friend of Courtney Love, who gifted Ferry the sweater following Cobain's death in April of 1994. Auction was Saturday. How much for Kurt Cobain's green cardigan that he wore from Nirvana's MTV Unplugged concert? I got this one. Uh-huh. Um, $24.95. See, you keep doing that? And Is you that are, not right? It's very low. That's low. Low. $100,000. That's better, Kevin. Um, 240000 That's better. Whoa. But still not. Nope. Wow. How much? $334,000. For a cardigan. For a you, cardigan. You can get those at like 45 bucks for a well, KJ Maxx. Yeah, but this is one that he wore during, I mean, arguably their biggest yeah, like, I mean, eyes on them show, yeah. for okay. sure. Uh, by the way, not the uh, most expensive bit of Nirvana not. stuff going at this stuff. Uh, auction stuff. Huh? I don't know. Okay. Um, his custom-built Fender Mustang guitar, used by Nirvana frontman on the In Utero tour, sold for three hundred and forty thousand dollars. Yep, that's a guitar. Three hundred and forty thousand dollars. It was previously housed at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so now somebody can have it at their house. Oh. I just can hear both of these people going, "No, seriously, seriously, that's his card. That's again. the one." Yeah. Do you no, remember look, that show? There's a little card right there. It says it. I paid three hundred thirty. Three thousand dollars for this. Do you think the person plays it? The guitar? Oh, the guitar? No, no. never. Not even no. picks it. Not even strums even, it once. No. So they could say, "I bought this and I strummed the same way Kurt." Did. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. You have to one time. You've paid that much. Yeah, I don't know. We d- we didn't buy it, Jensen. Uh, congratulations Where, to the show, but we no, gotta we didn't play it, it once. We didn't. We gotta play it one time. We all we pitched just, in. You really? We didn't buy it. That's nuts. we got beat right now. Um, yep. Other notable sales at Julian's auctions this weekend included Elvis Presley's 1974 gold Mercedes Benz 450. Hasn't been washed. That went for $125,000. A Jimi Hendrix autographed copy of Are You Experienced? Forty-five grand. Ooh. A Heroes era David Bowie self-portrait. I mean, that's kind of cool, right? Yeah, that's yeah, David cool. Bowie painting Paints himself. himself. Yeah. That sounds great. Fifty-one thousand dollars. That sounds like a deal. And Bernie Taupin's handwritten lyrics for Elton John's "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road" in a custom Wizard of Oz frame, which makes me laugh. A custom mm-hmm. was like that's <laughs> that's what you're buying it for. Um, that had a pre-auction estimate of six thousand dollars. Okay. It went for seventy-five thousand. Well, whoever estimates they needs to be not fired. Good you know, at bad their at their estimates. job. They just ask anyone on the street, "What would you pay? Six grand? Okay, put it down." People it's have a uh, lot of money to spend on things they don't need. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know what people do with this stuff. I mean, I Same. get it if you have like one item or whatever, but if you buy more than one, what are you, the Hard Rock? Like, what, where do you put all that stuff? Yeah, and it's mostly like big collectors, right? Yeah. Like when they start looking uh, into, yeah, this. I don't know. Yeah. I Maybe mean, if have I like had a- the money, I would go for that David Bowie self-portrait. That That's going to be... I'm, I'm shocked it went for 51000 Yeah, that seems that very low. low. Yeah. I would think a lot more. Until you so. see it, it's like a garbage painting. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, <laughs> is like that David lines. Bowie? Yeah. And then you tell him, no, it's David Bowie, and David Bowie painted it. And then they start making fun yeah. of oh, him. He's a terrible like, painter. He's the worst. Yeah. Wow. It's true. Chick-fil-A? Guys, new couple alert. And it happened at the singer's annual Halloween party where Halsey rocked a Marilyn Manson complete outfit, the red hair, the latex, everything. I I saw the picture and I'm like, oh, she went as Jeffree Star. But it's Marilyn Manson. 
And she stepped out with her boyfriend, her new boyfriend, mm-hmm. who stood beside her as Violent J from the Insane Clown Posse. It's not him. He oh, went. I was so he excited for a second. Whoop yeah. whoop. He went as him. Um, she is a now drum dating. Drum roll again, please. I'm sorry. She is now dating. Need a drum roll again. Thank you. Thank you. Evan Peters of American Horror Story. Wow, that was a real dud. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, I was excited because I love him and I love American Horror Story, but I name. I didn't. He's a, he's an actor. Yes. Okay. Very much so. Beat I it. I didn't know that her and Youngblood broke up. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that either. So. Well, they weren't officially a couple, were they? Yeah. I mean, I mean they, they asked were, us not to say it when we interviewed them. Yeah, yeah they I were like. I felt like on the they down were low. Kind of, yeah, on the down low. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's over now. Well, okay. good thing we didn't say anything. <laughs> All right. By the way, I yep. think probably. <laughs> 20 people got my Jeffree Star comment. But if you look at the picture, she looks just like makeup artist Jeffree Star. Just saying, guys. Just saying. So you repeated it. Uh-huh. Just in case. Just in case. For the 20 people that got it. No, for the 80% of people that didn't. That okay. are like, I don't even understand what a Jeffree Star is. To Google it. Yeah. Go ahead and Google it. You'll see how it's right. I don't know about you guys, but when you go to the hair salon to get a haircut... Go on. Are you chatty with your uh, hairstylist? No. Not really. No. I actually kind of silent up. Really? Yeah. Because I, I kind of meditate. I move on to a different place. I'm like not there. I'm in Hawaii or whatever. <laughs> Mentally. Okay. <laughs> like I don't, Hawaii. I, I'm, not, I'm not in like an Encino, you know, Rudy's or whatever it's called. I, I, I don't want to be there, so I sort of think about it. It's my time to relax. Okay. Well, you are like a lot of people that just want... A silent hair appointment. Yeah, no offense, by the way, to the No, absolutely not. There's a hair salon in London that's now offering silent haircuts in an effort to promote good mental health. The treatment is offered at not another salon and is just like any other haircut, except nothing will be discussed after you specify the style you want. Those who want a silent appointment just have to mention it while booking, and it comes at no additional cost. What if it was extra? Yeah. The stylist extra is like, so we nope, won't talk. I like to chat. You're going to have to pay <laughs> me extra. But also, what if you tell her, you know, what you want, and then halfway through, you're like, didn't want bangs, and she's like, shh, this is silent. <laughs> you're not And now to say you have anything. bangs, and you didn't want bangs. Right? I mean, this Can't could go tell you this how could many times that's wrong. happened to me. This could go really wrong, you guys. Gotta check that out. Also, in an effort to promote good mental health, Come on. How is that? Come on. We need to calm down with, oh, this is promoting good mental health. It's just people that don't want to be chatty. Just call it that. Okay, so Jeffree Star is a makeup artist. I've been doing all the research. And it looks like what house? Come on. Come on. Some birthdays for you. Brad Paisley, Matt Smith, Justin Guarina, Julia Roberts, Andy Richter, Joaquin Phoenix, Caitlyn Jenner, and Bill Gates. And that's what's happening. Breakfast with Green Day next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. 
welcome to paradise. I hope you had the time of your life. Take me away to paradise. Cause you know where I'll be found. Better come around. Kevin and Bean's Last Breakfast with Green Day. Hey, people. What? Are you guys ready? We, we know why we're here. We're here to rock your face off. Not us so much as our guests, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, Green Day! Get old that kind of uh, applause when you walk out. They're like, eh. I'm like, not at home, please. <laughs> um, we have a bunch of Green Day fans here, and we have Green Day here. This seems like a good opportunity. Best case scenario. Best case scenario. Kind of catch up with the guys. Now it hasn't been so long since we saw you. You came in when we world premiered the new single about six weeks ago or so. How have you been since then? Every day, really, please. Really day good. Day. Every day has been good. It gets better than the last. Um, no, things are going great. We, down, we announced our tour. We uh, we put another another song out called "Fire Ready Aim," and uh, and uh, that's it's going good. It's going good. Seems like every year is becoming like an anniversary now. It's like next year will be like the Insomniac anniversary. So it's like it's well. No, it's just it just means uh, we're time passed, and we're all gonna die soon. Yeah, I mean that's what it sounds like. That's that's not the direction I was hoping to go with. Um, by the way, let, let me just say this as we as we talk about breakfast with the Green Day. You know, Kevin and I have been doing the show for thirty years, as many of you know, and these guys have been together longer than we've been doing the show. I mean, there aren't a lot of bands. That's right. There are a few. There are a few that we run into who who, uh, who can say that. But this is the you are the only band that we have ever done three breakfasts with. We we had you guys when Warning came out in two thousand. We did a breakfast with at Capitol Records. You guys remember that? Yep. 
Yep. One of the most historic uh, music buildings in, in the world. With no closets. With no closets, I heard. <laughs> That's true. That's how they built it. Forgot that, yeah. And then in 2009, we had you at the K-Rock HD Radio Sound Space. I think that was for 21st Breakdown. We did it. So about every 10 years or so, we do this. Here we are in 2019 doing breakfast again. Yeah. Sadly, there will be no fourth. Oh. Oh. <laughs> 2029? Why is everyone looking at me? No, we'll, we'll all be dead by then. Just so you know. Why is it my fault? We've been around a long time. That's what we're saying. <laughs> well, I hope you had the time of your life. <laughs> that's, that's so dumb. So that dumb. Is dumb as just happened. <laughs> that's a cheap joke, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. But if anyone can make it, Billy Joe can make it. I think we'll allow it. Gotten a lot, got a lot of mileage out of that one. Well, let's, <laughs> it's a long road to the bottom, but I got a lot of miles on me. <laughs> Let's, uh, let's uh, catch people up who may be uh, hearing this interview today, maybe haven't been keeping track of, uh, of the new record coming out in February and all some of the stuff we talked about when we last saw you in September. Uh, you've been gone for a minute. You've been working very, very hard on this record. In fact, if I, if I recall, you told us that you recorded way more songs that ended up on this album. Uh, how come? Why, uh, why? You told us it was 26 minutes long, this new album, which is unusual. I think we're just trying to do different things, and uh, time is one of them. Okay. So, <laughs> so, did you, um, did you the songs are like very a uh, lot of high energy and a lot of like the songs are like two like two minute just punches in the face. So, and uh, was that your goal was to make shorter songs? No, it's odd that they all no, turned out that way. It was. Um, I think the demos were just shorter, and we're like, should we add anything? And no, it's it that good. level yeah. of commitment. Yeah. That yeah. we've come to appreciate. Yeah, yeah. We just uh, did a couple lines of tempo, and it's all good. <laughs> Mike, it looks like you want to add something to that about these songs. I just think when the songs are right, you know it. You know, you look at them and you go, "Yeah, we're not gonna mess with this anymore. This is perfect." So, and that's how we felt. So. We've never said that. No. So, <laughs> but I mean, but you're also a band who, at one point, you know, the Uno Dos Tres year. I mean, you had so many songs that you couldn't wait to put them all out. You know, dozens and dozens of songs. And now you're going the other way, the reductive way. Well, we do have, I mean, we have a lot of songs left over for, um, and the great thing is, like, we'll be able to just keep putting out music. And, like, um, I don't know. And I, I like sort of the, the like, nowadays, it's, it seems like you can be more rapid fire and, and putting out stuff anytime you feel like it. And it's like, so you never know. We might be SoundCloud rappers. We'll, we'll see what happens. I want to see some face tattoos on you the next time I see you. I would like to hear some rap. Yeah, okay. I got to, like, have, like, purple and pink dreadlocks the next time you see me. (laughs) You also told us that this album, I guess this is true for all Green Day records, is kind of a reflection of the world around us and everything, too. We live in perilous times right now. You went out of your way to say that you didn't want to mention any particular orange person by name. But how, but how has the America 2019 kind of, uh, how is that reflected in this, this new music? You're talking about the Cheetos guy? That's right. <laughs> yes, I think. That's, that's the guy. Chester Cheetos. <laughs> well, you can't, you can't say father of all mother and not think of the president of the United States. <laughs> um, well, and, but, I, I, but it's also important to make sure that we're doing things that come from the heart because there's a lot less heart going on in the world right now. So, um, yeah, yeah. I wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, I, I ran out of words. <laughs> so, 
But you do. I mean, you make a good point, though. There, it does feel like things are so abrasive right now. You know what I mean? And and hopeless for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I think of like social media, in particular, because it's like with with Twitter and Facebook and and uh, like a lot of people put their unless you're like a real sort of activist doing things all like putting things up all the time, like Sean King or something like that. It's like there's also, but it's like when people spout out like what they're thinking about and without thinking about it, and then just you get back and forth this sort of freakish, like seventh level of hell of people rubbing all over their bodies, all on like comment sections. And it's like, it looks, it's like, I think of it as like, it's like a bathroom stall when you walk in and it's like, for a good time, you know, dial this, you know, it's like glory hole and all that. And it's like, that's what the equivalent of like what Twitter is to me. And it's usually written while someone's taking a Okay. So that's what I think of. It's a good visual. Yes. That's, well, that's the internet. <laughs> and you want, you want to make sure you're on the right side of the glory hole. <laughs> Should have called your, your next album could be glory hole, right? Yeah. No. Father, father of all glory holes. Good morning, Los Angeles. <laughs> Who had the phrase glory hole in the Green Day bingo card today that that would be sad? Oh, you did. Congratulations. Yeah. You're a winner. Let's leave it there. Take a quick break. Come back. More of our breakfast with Green Day here on the World Famous K Rock. We'll be right back. It's Kevin and Bean's last breakfast with Green Day. K-Rock. Let's get ready for breakfast. It's Kevin and Bean's last breakfast. Breakfast. With Green Day. The world famous K-Rock. Let's go out to the audience. We promised we'd include some questions. Where is my good friend Allie McKay? Allie, are you over here? Hi. Say hi to Allie, everybody. Stand up. Hi. Yeah, we need you to stand up, Allie. I'm standing. Oh, you oh, are sorry. standing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, see, right. I see what you're doing. Sorry. How, I'm sure. How are, uh, how are yeah. things out there in audience land? Things are good. I have three people here that are going to ask questions. Do all you right. want to just ask all three now? As or maybe they'll answer. I mean, in between. Yeah. Okay. Let's do one question and then maybe an answer. Okay. That sounds like a great idea. This is going well. Richard, what is your question for the guys of Green Day? Uh, yeah, uh, my question is if you have any advice for uh, upcoming bands, particularly in punk rock. Things have changed a tremendous amount since you started. There's nothing up and coming about playing punk rock, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> 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 it's going, it's like... <laughs> what? Wow. What? We didn't do this for you. <laughs> um, do I have any... Um, I don't know. Is it harder Ford Econo line is a good van. Guy line, okay. Yeah. Play anywhere and everywhere. I mean, mostly I'm, everywhere. I'm in a punk rock band. I was going to say the same thing you did, Mike. Play. That's the advice, right? Is just play. The more you play, the better you get. The, the more you work it, the more people you get in front of, right? The more, the more stories you have. That's yeah, all right. Good, that's what life's about, right? Good stories. And also, isn't this, I mean, in, in some ways, isn't it kind of the best time to be any kind of a musician because it's so DIY, because you have the tools you need to get your music out there. Look at how many people have come along in recent years, your Lords and your Billie Eilishes and people like that who have just kind of created something in their home, put it on the Internet, and the next thing you know, people love them because they're, they have authentic messages and they, they have a way to distribute it now that you didn't have when you were their age. Well, I, a, lot, a lot of people have a lot of time in their hands when they're in their bedroom alone. So it's like a lot of... It's not the only thing they have in their hands. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so there's a lot of uh, people just making like DIY music on their computers. And like 
back when we first started, we didn't have like, we didn't even have a four track. We had, I remember the first time uh, ever making a demo, we, I, me and Mike, we, we recorded it, the guitars and the drums without singing. And then we put that into a boom box and we sang, and then we turned up the boom box and then we sang into the other tape recorder. So it was like, and it came out good. It was good. <laughs> And I was not, not expecting that ending. No, but it was like we were just trying to figure out any means possible to kind of. So it's like, yeah, I mean. Is it in some ways more difficult for bands now because there's a million different routes that you can take to getting noticed? Well, bands got to learn how to play live. I mean, if you can't, if you suck live, then. You just then suck. You just. And <laughs> you can't. You're not going to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of playing live, you guys are going to do Dodger Stadium next year. Yeah. I assume most of you have tickets. Um, how do you prepare for that? Any differently than you do for a room this size? Or do you think Lots do you scale slots. it up? <laughs> What's the do you, what do you scale you, it do you up? Prepare? Do you try to figure out a way to fill... No, God, reach those people in the never, back. You're never ready. You just, you know, get up there and make a freaking mess you know and and then uh you find yourself after a few minutes into it chewing tobacco same question but we look at you guys and we go well they have it figured out no no we um yeah it's a lot of work you we sit around and we play we'll bring up like different songs and you know writing a set list is uh it's a lot it's like coming up in, with an album sequence and uh um but, you know, I think what we do is we end up playing it and rehearsing together or band practice or whatever. And then, like, we'll play a couple songs and then we'll stop and go, oh, this feels good next. You know, we'll play, you know, really? A baby does not like that. Yeah. <laughs> we were very liberal young. with our uh, 18 and over policy here. I, <laughs> I feel like someone should have been checking ID. Yeah. Wow. Um. Guns N' Roses has been on the road for a long time now, the reunion a couple of years, and they, uh, from time to time, like a couple of nights ago, they pulled out a song that they had not played in 26 years together. You guys have so much catalog that you probably have kind of left behind. Do you ever revisit any of those songs or think, oh, man, that would sound fun now? Well, there's also, there's also new songs. There's also new songs, right? <laughs> right, there's both. <laughs> um, yeah, we do that sometimes. We'll play like uh, something like Paper Lanterns or. Uh, um, uh, but we also like to do like we did a thing where we did a, um, a, 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 a online benefit thing. That's so rad. All right, seriously. <laughs> uh, and we were uh, we just we were like let's just play old stuff. Let's just do that. So. Um, yeah, we pull stuff out. Yeah. Hey, uh, before we uh, take a quick break here on K-Rock, I just want to... You guys want them to play another song or... Okay. All right. What? This song's called Father of All Mother... feel like dancing. Go on ahead, all right? Kevin and Bean's last breakfast.
Breakfast with Green Day. World famous K-Rock. K-Rock. You mean like a big breakfast machine? It's Kevin and Bean's last breakfast. Hey, this is Billy Joe. Hey, this is Mike Dern. This is Trey Cool. With Green Day. World famous K-Rock. K-Rock. Um, before we get back out to the audience here with Breakfast with Green Day on the world famous K-Rock, let me ask each of you, what's the best Green Day song? What is the best Green Day song? All right, how about we have them shout out what their favorite songs is after one, two, that's it. There it is. Oh, I think we can all agree on what they said. How about you guys? You have to have something that you're proudest of or think holds up best or has the, be- the most uh, poignancy for you? Yeah, but we haven't released it or told anybody what it's yeah. called yet. Ah. Oh, no. Oh, nice try. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ones we're most excited about right now, uh, I know everybody says it, but they literally are on Father of All Motherfuckers. Really? Yeah. Like those I mean, are their favorite songs you've ever done? I mean, a favorite ever? I don't know. Which one's my favorite kid? I have a favorite, <laughs> I just won't tell them. Sure, all right. How about you, Billy Joe? You have a favorite? Jesus of Suburbia. Yeah. Right. That is your Bohemian Rhapsody, man. Yeah. You know? Oh, thanks, man. I mean, it really is. Yeah. It's amazing. Thanks. I was, um, I was flying out here for... Uh, hey, we're talking up here. Hey, hey, we're talking. I was flying out here, and I was uh, sitting next to a woman yeah. who was... Uh, <laughs> Sitting next to a woman on the plane, and, you know, she was checking me out like ladies do, and, you know, was asking a lot of questions. You know, she was, she was thinking about it, and um, so we get to talking, and she, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got this job on radio. Oh, what are you doing? Well, I'm going to see Green Day. Oh, Green Day. And she said she was 14 years old. You were the first show she ever saw in Columbus, Ohio, and she said... A, she bought the tickets before Dookie came out, so she couldn't believe she was seeing the biggest band in the world at that time, it seemed like, to her in such a small venue. And B, it's one of the seminal moments of her growing up in her whole life. I mean, there's something about being that age and seeing your favorite rock band in a club, you know what I mean? Did you score with her? I did not work out. (laughs) But I mean, just to see her eyes light up, remembering something from 26 years ago, her seeing you guys and how important it was to her, I thought, man, that's the power of rock and roll, first of all. And you've had that impact with so many people, including many people in this audience as well. do you have a show like that in your own mind? That was the one where you went, you just walked out of there feeling like you were on fire. Like, you can't, I can't believe I just saw that and I'm so happy and I'm so lucky. From back in your day. I think that I've had like three different experiences with that. I'd say one was Van Halen. Another was um, Operation Ivy. And the other is The Replacements. So I think those three were kind of... Uh, yeah, that, that was really, really big for me. How about you, Trey? Um, that Op Ivy show, that was probably... And the Lookouts also played that night. It's just a, a night you'll never forget. Yeah. Yeah, Mike, Beyonce, I assume? Uh, probably, it's probably that, uh, that first time you get pushed into a pit. Yeah. That, would be, <laughs> that would be a Christ on Parade did, show. Did you see Adam Ant? Did I? I did. Yeah. I, I saw him recently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still get teared up about it. Yeah. Uh, you reposted a video of Shakira singing one of your songs. Yeah. On Instagram, which I thought was awesome. Do you do a lot of bands cover you, and do you bind it? And do some of them destroy your music? Are they bad? You know. Um. Yeah, they definitely destroy it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's fun. I, I, when people cover your songs, it's like, it's it's great. Yeah. Weird Al doing Canadian Idiot. Yeah, like five seconds of summer. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Weird Al has to be... <laughs> That's a given. Come on. <laughs> has to be the greatest compliment, though, when Weird Al does one of your songs, right? I, I would imagine. I was kind of bummed it wasn't about food. Yeah. But... I got gotcha. you. But, but I like, yeah, Canadian Idiot. I got gotcha. you. It's although they're, they're doing pretty good up there in Canada these days. I got to tell you, Bean thinks that Weird Al is the greatest human that ever lived. Uh, doesn't yeah. think, knows. Okay, for real. Let's go back to Allie out of the audience here in the crowd. Breakfast with uh, Green Day on the World Famous Carrick. Hey, Allie. Hey, and I would uh, like we, to mention... We need you to stand up. Again. Oh, not, sorry, yeah, sorry. Still standing. Um, I would like to mention... I told you guys a month ago that you changed my life in 94 when you were my first riot. So thank yeah. you. Oh, yeah. Pepper spray and everything? I love a good riot. Yeah, a good riot. Look it up, you guys. Google Boston hat shell. They destroyed the city. It was the greatest time. <laughs> it was the time of my life. You All right. guys destroyed the city. Okay, fine. We All just... Right. You just we played the, the soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah. Yes. All right. I've got Thanks. Angel here for you, and she has a question. Hi, guys. First of all, I'm not worthy. Um, thank you for always being the megaphone for us rowdy voices demanding to be heard. Thank you so much. And uh, my question would be, I have a 13-year-old daughter who's really starting to embrace a punk rock mentality, and I couldn't be more proud. So what is your advice as punk rock dads um, raising future punk rock-minded adults? That is deep, you guys. Take a minute. Every single person just went, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Let me think about that. What, what the future? Just of give them freedom to be themselves. Uh, support them 100%. Um, and remember, you are their parent, and they're going to think you're kind of a dork. So don't dig what they dig too much, or they'll hate it. Just wait till they start stealing your T-shirts. Uh, already happened. Already happened. Do all of your kids like you? They lo I hope they love me. Well, I'm just asking. You mean as people or as a band? No, I'm saying as a band. Oh, did it sound like people? Yeah, no, that's no. what it sounded like. <laughs> as a band. Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, it's great. My, my, both of my sons play music. One's in a, a really, really good bands, too. I, I'm not just saying that. They're fantastic. You're just saying that. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> One's in a band called Ultra Q, and the other is in a band called Swimmers. And they're, they're great. And they're very genuine. They really have the same passion and uh, drive to want to... They love music, you know. And they That's do awesome. it for the right reasons. So it's, uh, it's great. That so. must make you so happy. Yeah, it's great. To see them appreciate music the way you do. It is. It's kind of like... Um, it's sort of, sort of turned into like a, a bunch... It's like a rehearsal space in my, my house now. Like three different bands and stuff Turn like that. Turn it down! Yeah. Dad's trying to sleep. I'm watching the mass singer. Yeah. The mass singer. If you're just joining us, we have more information about the just announced night one of the K Rock Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas coming up. But first, but first, we're doing breakfast with Green Day, you guys. Sounds called Revolution Radio. Kevin and B.
Green's last breakfast with Green Day. The world famous K-Rock. You'll get breakfast. It's Kevin and Bean's last breakfast with Green Day. The world famous Green Day. K-Rock QFM. You guys remember the first show you ever played? Ever played? Yes. Like, when like, I've had different experiences with that. Um, but do you remember the first show you I ever mean, it was played? A- yeah, Davis, and then... Yeah. Well, Rod's Hickory Pit. Yeah, oh, Rod's Hickory Pit, yeah. Rod's Hickory Pit. Yeah, my mom worked in a 24-hour diner called Rod's Hickory Pit, and it had, it was in Vallejo, California, and there was, um, <laughs> um, and then there was a little, there was like a bar, and then there was sort of this little uh, room where they had activities and stuff like that. And so she, um, Bingo. she like asked if we could, Play there, and so yeah, they served hot dogs, and we played. And our friends showed up, and that was our first gig. Was the barbecue good at the Hickory? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, good ribs. Remember, anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. Did um did your mom's friends like it? I don't know about her friends, <laughs> but like um, I assume you were loud. Yeah, I, I, my family is really kind of very musical, um, so everybody yeah everybody seemed to appreciate it. We played La Bamba. Did you? Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Mike sang it. You Do you remember playing that. Acoustic Christmas and throwing the Christmas trees into the pit? Yep. That was awesome. You know what was not awesome, though, is <laughs> I, I threw a beer bottle. Through. Remember they had the, there was like a, a, a wall with like a window, and it was David Bowie's band that was behind there. Yeah. So, yeah, right? It was, uh, so, well, no one got hurt, but it was, uh, I was like, you know. like, when I think about it now, I'm like, ooh. God, I'm so glad. Got lucky on that one? I did. Yeah. Our uh, remaining moments on stage here with Green Day. They'll be back to performing live here in a minute on the Kevin Abitcho on K-Rock. You know, we haven't mentioned, I know it's uh, old news for everybody in in front of us here, but for folks listening on the radio, tickets are on sale now for the Dodger Stadium show in July. This is you. And Weezer and Fall Out Boy and Interrupters going to be an amazing show. You talk about getting your money's worth for that, by the way. And you put it on sale so early, and tickets are going so fast. It's going to be sold out before New Year's the way it's going. You know? Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Is there a second and third Dodger Stadium show oh, plan? Geez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying in case it's needed. Sure. <laughs> sure. Why not? Why not? Pe- Peco Park. <laughs> Let's take uh, one more question from the audience, shall we? Uh, Allie? Uh, thanks, Bean. Uh, We're going to need you to stand up. Oh, sta- oh, you're standing already. Okay, good. God. What? <laughs> I mean... By the way, your eyelashes look amazing, Thank Allie. you for noticing. You re- really yeah, good. Yeah, thank okay. you. Well, who do you got? Oh, I hate you. This is Dom, and he has a question. Dom with a Green Day old school t-shirt. Yes. Uh, first off, Bean, you will be missed. Thank you for... Thank right. you, sir. No, no time, no time for that. Uh, Green Day, you guys are everything. Thank you. And, and as someone with uh, not an ounce... Is your replacement, by the way? <laughs> he sounds like he's gunning for it, man. <laughs> I'm trying, guys. Keep sucking ass. Uh, and Kevin uh, and Dom show. <laughs> I like it. Okay, go ahead. Uh, as someone with not an ounce of musical talent in my body, I'm always fascinated by the songwriting process, so I would just like to know yours. You come up with lyrics. How do you get together and put the music down, the riffs, harmonize, etc.? Um, usually, like, I think of melodies in my head and get like and kind of mess around with guitar stuff, and then um, I'll kind of do like a, a quick demo, and then I'll send it to Mike and Trey, and then we will discuss it, and then we get together and... We play it, and uh, that's about it. It's not that exciting. 
You make. Have you ever? Well, I think now it's like we, you know, we are kind of like we know each other so well that we're able to, like, the process moves quicker for us. It seems like now than it, like in the in the past. It's like when you're, you know, that's it's one of the exciting things about when you're a young band is trying to discover what. All, all your the members of your what kind of sound you're going to come up with so it's like finding your chemistry or something so did you ever have a, a riff or something that you just love that they both went eh, i'm not feeling it i think i feel like that every song I, <laughs> <laughs> um i'm sure but i mean anything that was that everything always gets used for us for something so it's uh there's stuff that we that we'll go i'll you know we'll come up with and i'll go uh Maybe not this record, but like the next record, or or and we've done. I mean, like it's not like time of your life. We that was written back like during the Dookie days, and then um, it didn't come out until two records later. So, uh, but yeah. How many songs would you say you have baked right now total? Oh my god, easily a baker's dozen. <laughs> okay, you want to talk about baked. A baker's dozen? So we got a plane crash this worth. I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm just saying there'll be something to put out. Hate to see you go, man. It's short time beat. I'm, I'm burning the place down on the way out. Um, anything we forgot? I don't think so. The anything album we forgot out in February. The tour uh, happening everywhere. You guys are going to Spain this weekend. See, si. doing your thing. God, it's just great to have you back, man. Yeah. Thanks. And. Good luck in your future endeavors. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, good luck in your future endeavors. How about that? Thanks. Can we hear it for Green Day? The nicest. I isolate Breakfast with Green Day! Green Day! What? Last breakfast with Green Day, the world famous K Rock. Look, I, I love Jimmy Eat World. I love them so much, but I'm not driving all the way to the Honda Center on December 7th if they're the only band that's going to be there, Kevin. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you should help him out. It's this not the only band. Is, I didn't. You all right? You, you gonna make it? He yeah, finally he pressed the cough button. Yeah. I had to hit the cough button. I'm sorry, I was dying. Wow. Left on the show. <laughs> Kevin, are you sure that there aren't other groups performing that night besides the Great Jimmy Eat World? I mean, 
Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> I think oh. I think Beck is going to be there. Oh, and C- yeah. Cage the Elephant exactly. and Young the Giant. And thank you, Jed. The and same Angel, night? Angels and Airways? Yes. yes. Four what? more kids, Head in the Heart, Cattlefish in the Bottle. Yes, it's all the lineup for nice... for ni- <laughs> Cattlefish? Cattlefish in the Bottlefish, right. <laughs> it's the lineup for K-Rock Absolute Almost Christmas. Night number one, you guys, That's just announced this morning on the Kevin and Bean Show. No Chick-fil-A, I'm sorry. Oh. Saturday, December, Saturday, December 7th at the Honda Center. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 on uh, Ticketmaster.com. Benefiting uh, Perilous Ninos and the Al Wooten Jr. Heritage Center. Yes. So uh, give Mr. Wooten our best if you see him. Go to krock.com for all the details. Make your plans to buy the tickets at Ticketmaster Friday at 10. We'll have uh, night number two details for you next week on Krock. Allie, you ready to take this home? I'm just <laughs> reveling in uh, Kevin's Spanish. Perilous Ninos. Listen. <laughs> uh, we'll go para. Los Niños, but I, oh, I like R.I.P. yours too. Bean, you okay? I'm okay. I'm he finally figured out where that button was in mm-hmm. the last segment. Yeah. Bean. Just saying. Yeah. Anyone else as pumped as me to see Dr. Sleep? Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Absolutely. This is the yes, please. sequel to The Shining? Ish. Yeah. It, Ish, it's, okay. it revolves around Dan Torrance, who's Danny from The Shining. And I cannot wait for this. In Dr. theaters. Boogie. Nope. November 8th. However, you can get a pair of passes to the K-Rock advanced screening of Dr. Sleep on November 4th at Pacific Theaters at The Grove. Here's Johnny! I cannot wait for this. uh, That's next Monday. That's a week from today. It sure is. Yeah. Return to the place (laughs) where horror lives. Here's Johnny! That's you a and, terrible clip, isn't it? You and McGregor, <laughs> Rebecca Ferguson, and newcomer Kylie Curran star in the supernatural thriller directed by Mike Flanagan. Yeah. <gasps> it's from his own screenplay based upon the novel by Stephen King. I can't wait, and I'm sure you can't either. Let's take callers 20 through 24 right now, 1-800-520-1067, and you are going to get to see an advanced screening from K-Rock of Dr. Sleep on November 4th at... The Pacific Theaters at the Grove. Ah, that is a that's like a real life nightmare. I mean it it could very well be. Please call now. Okay, right. ma'am. I think they are. Guys, Morrissey's latest US tour, which wraps tonight Canceled. Uh, in Houston, <laughs> reportedly didn't sell too well. Um could be his you know, uptick in racist and xenophobic rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw an article, I didn't read it, but I did see that there was an article in the LA Times this weekend wondering if his uh, large Hispanic following in Southern California would still be with him and show up for the Hollywood Bowl show since he has been so against the immigrants in recent years. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I didn't read the article, so I don't know what happened. Good work. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. Let us know uh, when you finish it um, and just interrupt (laughs) a different story. But I am saying there there does come a point where you you start turning people away if you are personally a repugnant Entertainer. Yeah. Um, I think people on Saturday were just stoked he showed up. Yeah. Because he sometimes doesn't. Often doesn't, yes. Yeah. Um, however, um, when you buy that ticket, though, you know it's a 50-50 going in, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's most likely just going to be the opener. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go home. Well, he has found a fascinating and controversial way to make up any financial deficit. He is signing other artists' records and selling them for a high markup of $300. What? <laughs> at Morrissey's Saturday night show at the Hollywood Bowl, autographed copies of David Bowie's Aladdin Sane, 
Patty Smith's Horses and Lou Reed's Transformer, as well as Raw Power by Iggy and the Stooges, were all available at the merch stand. Except the signatures on the LPs were Morrissey's. What? Like these aren't records he worked on. No, he didn't write no, something for them. No, he just autographed other artists' records. <laughs> Okay, that's yeah. super weird. $300 a pop. However, you could get autographed copies of Morrissey's own LPs going for only 200 each. Mm-hmm. So selling his, art, his autograph on his on album, on albums other that he album. did is $100 less. So what he's saying is his name makes other people's art more valuable than his? What? I don't know. I don't know what he's saying. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to have him sign a David Bowie album. Oh, he's such I'd love a... to get a copy of that. I no, would not. not. Such a wackadoodle, it. you guys. I don't know that I ever remember, with the exception of a couple of country shows, I don't think I ever remember seeing you be able to buy an autograph at a merch stand at a concert. Yeah. Yeah. And on someone else's album. None of this makes sense. Especially on someone else's album. But yeah, None just in general, just being able to buy an autograph is weird at a show. He is also selling t-shirts that read um, F, but not F, it's the actual word, The Guardian, which was um, a response to the British paper's coverage of his support for far-right political group for Britain. Um, he even wore that shirt on stage at the Hollywood Bowl. So he is a delight, Yeah, I think is what we're saying here. Good Lord. Guys, I am I'm really bummed for these ladies. Shagmag founder Julia Rose and brand executive Lauren Summer have been banned indefinitely by Major League Baseball. Oh, that's BS. Are they the flashers? They flashed no! Astros pitcher Garrett Cole during game five of the World Series on Sunday night. No! I really like the flash. This is well, not, it's not how you treat heroes. Yeah, no, it's that's not. what I'm saying. Now, I have a question. Yeah. This game was, this game was in D.C. This game, maybe wait, maybe wait. This guy's really emotional. Hold on. It's going to be okay. Okay. Yes, this game is, So they're, are they, they're banned from, from any game. Baseball. Banned indefinitely oh, by so they Major can't even League go to, Baseball. They can't even go to Houston and do it again. No. I don't even okay. know if they're banned from seeing the Portland Sea Dogs. I mean, does this extend to minor league? Look, this is the first time I want to watch baseball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, baseball they, needs it. They shared a letter that they received, noted a uh, which noted a violation of fan conduct. During the game, you violated the fan code of conduct by exposing yourself during the seventh inning in order to promote a business. Me like it. It appears the women were promoting uh, breast cancer awareness, which apparently sure is were. a business now. Their breasts looked very healthy. Um, they, there was a delay of game or somebody had to call for a, a timeout or something like mm-hmm. that as a result of, uh, we don't know whether it was as a result of the distraction, but it did happen at the same time that they were mm-hmm. lifting their tops in this I would like to see it. But they, they made um, a timeout to finish? I don't know what the deal was, but oh. they are... <laughs> And Just I don't know give me 30 is, more seconds. I don't know if this is relevant to the story at all, Allie. Uh-huh. They are insanely hot. It, it, sure. I, well, I mean, I it, don't think that's the point, but it's a, it's like a said, side I don't benefit. Know if it's relevant, but it's, it's a, a side, side benefit. Yeah, they're ridiculously hot. Okay. Uh, what is their? What was their goal? Their goal is to raise awareness of breast cancer, but in the end, it's obviously on their magazine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But oh. But I assumed it was somebody that, or Nationals fans, or somebody that uh-huh. the Nationals had, I don't know, 
Just, just to, to kind of take them out of the distract game type the of picture. Thing? Yeah, okay. I, that's what I thought. Well, I'm going to have to study it more. People who, <laughs> <laughs> people, I love it. People who have those seats behind home plate sometimes look at it as an opportunity to advertise something. Like at the same game, somebody rolled out a Veterans for Impeachment banner right. that was quickly tugged away as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, these girls just figured, hey, we're on camera. What can we do that'll make some sort of an impact? And they sure got their money's worth out of that right. ticket with all the, the press they're getting out of it. These were tugged away, too, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is just. This is just. Is that coming from you? Or did you step on your dog? Is that from your mouth? No, that's all me. Oh, Oh, thirty years. This is the sickest he's ever been. You definitely. It spread. It's bronchitis, and now it's all over, and you've got pneumonia. We used to joke. Oh my gosh! No. No, Finn. It's true. R.I.P. Bean. Rest in peace, Bean. Is gonna be. It's gonna happen. A premonition. Listen, just so we can get this out there, we were saying that in in jest, as a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Before he actually dies. And now that he's actually going to die, it's still pretty funny. My friends totally went ghost on me. I already have eight more shows, you guys, after this. You going to make it? I hope so. Okay. I hope so. Okay. These not World Series guaranteed. girls are the only things that are keeping me alive. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait for that next game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was that was intense, yeah, what I'm we right. just heard. I'm right. I'm right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, for AT&T HBO subscribers, HBO Max is going to be a freebie when it launches in 2020. The giveaway will affect about 10 million AT&T customers. The service is set to launch in spring of 2020. So if you have AT&T, you're pretty stoked, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Or AT&T's HBO subscribers. Right. Going to get HBO Max for right. free. I'm already confused. I am too. You know what I'm not confused about? Mm. A month after a Muppets revival was nixed over creative differences, Disney Plus is collaborating with Jim Henson Company on a new puppet show dubbed Earth to Ned. It's a comedic half-hour series that's going to include an alien and his lieutenant interviewing celebrity guests. Who's in? Uh, Me. I'm in. You alone? Yes. No, not alone. Okay. (gasps) Sorry. How dare you? And I assume maybe other Muppets will show up. And stuff, right? And this this is a Disney Plus show, you said? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Super excited for that. All right. <sighs> Some birthdays for you. Joaquin Phoenix, Andy Richter, Caitlyn Jenner, Bill Gates, Julia Roberts, Justin Guarini, Matt Smith, and Brad Paisley. And that's what's happening. Thanks, Ellie. And your drive home today listen to Stryker and Klein's commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, Random Act of Helpfulness, and the SoCal Helpful Honda Dealers. Tomorrow morning, we have uh, Fluffy, Gabriel Iglesias. Hey! Love Love him so much. Um, We have Mr. Bad Example. Oh. And we may have too many. Yeah, we might have to break them up. We might have too many. Like a twofer? Yeah. (gasps) So we're going to do that tomorrow. we got animal stories, and uh, the Zero Club is tearing families apart, you guys. Oh, no. Tomorrow morning on an all-new show. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.